Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is December 6, 2023. Jeff, want to start off mentioning our good friend Dan Williams. Dan Williams right now, look, it's the holiday season. He tells you all the time, the home buying season is getting crazy. You need to get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. Right now, Dan and Brian, they're working together and they want to talk to you about what's going on in the rental market because here's a great opportunity for you to basically make some money in the rental market. A lot better than you thought you possibly could. You need to call Dan and sit there and let him give you the answers to all your questions. If you already own a rental property, you're getting the most of it. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Dan can sit there and answer your questions. Call the best, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. The one thing we know living here is the housing market here is different than probably anywhere else in the country. And we mention that because if you are making a portion, a majority of your income from having a rental property, we've mentioned this before, we'll mention it again. Dan told us a story about an individual lived here in San Diego had a million-dollar house that they were using as a rental property. Helped. The amount of income coming in was pretty good. But then they made the determination that the better play would be to sell the San Diego home, take the equity out of that home, and they were able to buy four rental properties in Michigan. Including the Pontiac Silverdome. They got it all. (laughs) They got it all. And then... All of a sudden, boy, Dan's phone couldn't stop ringing. Because who was on the phone? Gary Danielson was on the phone. Lance Parrish was on the phone. Mike Vernon was on the phone. And, of course, Rick Mahorn was on the phone. All four of these guys needed a place to rent. And uh, Iron Man Dan said, yeah, I got you. I got you covered. But all kidding aside, the guy turned the one rental property in San Diego, Dave, into four rental properties in Michigan made a substantial difference on his cash flow. At the end of the day, we're always talking about cash flow, and the guy who can help you improve yours is Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. As I told you before, Brian Curry and Dan are working together. Look, Brian's been selling real estate all over San Diego County for the longest time, almost 30 years now. He can put you in the right community. So many people look, maybe you're in the market of saying, I want, might want to sell, not so sure, but I look every single day. I'm one of those guys that looks every single day. Yeah. And I know Brian's the guy I'm going to call because I've called Brian in the past and he's the best at his job. Again, Brian can help you get in the right place. At the same time, if you want to get the most for your home, there's only one phone call you're going to make. It's to Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. You need somebody like Brian on your side because any of us that have been lucky enough to go look at a house, man, as soon as you go look, you start thinking about, is this where my future is? Is this... Bobby's room is that Mary's room. Where can I go to get away from the old ball and chain? And those are the kind of things you're thinking about. Is there a man cave? Is there somewhere where I can smoke a doobie if that's what you like to do? But while you're thinking of all those different things to do stress relief, guess what Brian's thinking about? Is this back door lock? (laughs) Hey, is there any floor damage? Hey, what's the water heater like? Are there any issues with the plumbing? All the different things that while you're sitting there with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabong, you're thinking (laughs) one thing, but Brian's thinking in reality. That's what makes him the best. That's what makes him the guy who's been so successful for more than 25 years in San Diego. 
And he's the guy at the end of the day that you are going to be so thankful you listened to this incredible podcast and you got his number because that new home is going to be your best home when Brian Curry helps you buy it. Absolutely. All right, Jeff, here's one of the days we've been talking about in San Diego for a long time. And mm-hmm. the day is finally here. Actually, we couldn't have timed out the show any better. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing we didn't go yesterday. And there was a lot to talk about yesterday when the Dodgers stepped on their dick. But now here we are. We're talking about the Padres and we're talking about Juan Soto. And I'll let you go first. As the lifelong Padre fan and the one who was so excited when you got Juan Soto, and you should have been, how do you feel right now? It's tough, man. It's tough. Um, because you think about, it's it's a lot. And and Dave, the, the weird analogy that I have, but I think you'll get it. What it feels like today is a lot like the last day of your senior year of high school, where you go, man, the party's over. And you, you kind of look back on the friends that you had during that time and you realize everybody is going in their separate direction. And you go, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll stay in contact. And you never really do. <laughs> true. You know what I mean? It's true, yeah. No, exactly you run with you 25, 30 people and how many of those people do you still know yeah. today? But as you look around and, and it really wasn't that long ago when, boy, oh boy, being a Padre fan... It was really, really fun. And it didn't matter if it was a guy just kind of at the end of the bench, Jorge Alfaro, making, having a good time, right? Maybe a little bit different of an impact player. It could be Blake Snell. It could be Josh Hader. Uh, Juan Soto coming here and that excitement. Uh, Peter Seidler overseeing all yeah. of it, right? Uh, the excitement of when Bob Melvin was coming to town because he felt like, hey, have a legit manager. And then one by one, all of the different pieces for a variety of reasons are no longer part of it. And look, I don't know. I don't know what this leads to. I don't, I don't know what's next. All I know is I, I try to live my life with no rearview mirrors. I try to live my life moving forward. Damn, man, that's a hard one tonight. Because when you look in the rearview mirror for the last couple of years of Padre baseball, it was really, really fun. I understand it had to be made. We talked about it the night he came here, that, hey, you're going to ride the wave for a year and a half, and then we'll see where we're at. Well, yeah, you rode it for a year and a half. and, And I think they did the right thing, Dave. I think tonight, making that trade, giving them the opportunity to kind of adjust financially, considering where they were at, considering the fact that everybody knew where they were at. Um, I, I mean, I, I've never been an A.J. Preller fan. I will give A.J. credit, man. For what? He, for staying the line and at least getting, well, hang on, Dave. I, I'm, I, I, what you, I didn't what, say anything to Mike. I just no, rolled my eyes at you. Exactly. No one saw it. Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> You're not, you weren't going to get anything from a lot of different teams. Of course. And so the one thing this team desperately needed was pitching. But the only thing tonight is we have no idea if these guys coming in are going to be 10 and 4 or 4 and 10. We were, when Casey Kelly came here, Casey Kelly was going to be the guy when Adrian left. And he, Casey Kelly was never anything. So I do have something for you. Okay, go ahead. I've got a little piece of audio. This is, hang on, let me pause this. This is from tonight. Okay. On the Yes Network. This is Jack Curry 
who I like a lot, Yankees insider. Okay. Michael Kay. Okay. John Flaherty. These three guys tonight talking about the trade. It's about half second into the clip, so I apologize. My editing isn't great. Dave, this is just their breakdown, realizing that tonight they got Juan Soto, but talking about what the Yankees gave up in order to get him. Okay. It's going to start with Jack Curry, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Here we go. Earlier, this deal had to sting a little from a Yankee perspective. You're getting Juan Soto, whose career is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. You're giving up Michael King, someone who has ace-like stuff. I've said this a few times. Outside of Garrett Cole, Michael King has the best stuff on the Yankee staff, although he now has the stuff going on the Padres staff. I think he'll slot in behind Darvish and Musgrove. But you bring up a great point, Bob. 29 years old, how many innings are you going to get out of him in 2024 because the Yankees built him up as a starter at the end of the season, does have the injury history, and only two more years before free agency. You could not allow Michael King, as much as the Yankees loved him and as much as we're giving him love here, you couldn't let him be the impediment or the obstacle to you not getting Juan Soto. Yeah, we always focus on what the Yankees are getting, a great player in Soto, but you also have to think about the players who are going in the other direction. Michael King King is going to be in the middle of that rotation in San Diego, a team that you would expect to be pretty good. Then you also have Brito and Vasquez, who are probably going to get more legitimate opportunities maybe to be starting pitchers. And the Yankees have to say goodbye to Higgy, you know, a guy who's been a great Yankee Sucks. for years. Uh, he's going to go out to San Diego. He's a California guy. Sucks. Might be a good opportunity for him. So the Yankees are losing some nice pieces here, but we've been saying it for 10 minutes. Once you get Soto, you got to go for it. Now, one thing that we should say, the Yankees <laughs> obviously got the best player in this deal. They got Juan Soto. But what A.J. Prowler did was made the most of this. They had to get rid of Soto. They can't afford him. They had to take a $50 million loan to meet payroll uh, in last September. Also, their their regional sports network deal might go away as well. So they're in some, some financial peril. And at the beginning of all this, people were saying, well, nobody's going to give up much. They'll just take on that $32 million. But I think that what people underestimated is how great Soto is. And the teams that don't get Otani, that are in the Otani bidding... They might go after Soto. So I thought that Prowler did about as well as he could do when you consider he lost 650 innings of pitching coming out of last season with free agency and, and the like. Well, he got four guys that could be in their starting rotation if need me. Now, obviously, Drew Thorpe might not be ready, but Brito showed that he could pitch. Vasquez showed he could pitch. King showed he could pitch. That's a pretty nice return for a guy that they had to get rid of. So that. That's tonight. The Yankees started with Jack Curry. Uh, There's one future Hall of Famer in this trade. Well, I got it, Dave. Okay, but, okay. okay. I, so let's let's don't sit there and give AJ props. AJ has finished 236 games behind the Dodgers yeah, in his I'll, nine I'll, years. I'll actually, He's dog shit. Hold on, let me finish what I'm saying here. Okay. He's dog shit. They were forced to sell when they got Juan Soto. He said three years of postseason opportunities. Yeah, they didn't. We have got it. one. Got one. Yeah. You traded your entire farm system for one. So you can throw everything right into that. Of Robert Hassel and all those guys that when Mackenzie Gore and all those guys in this deal. This is what you used to have. Yeah. This is what touched pod, the Padre organization. This is what's gone. And this is what has come in. Well, they knew it. We all, we've we said for, Dave, it. why so, are you not getting surprised? We've not, said for I'm two years AJ if it doesn't play out. Job, and right now this team's on place for, for, for fourth place. Fourth place in this guy dang division. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah but the offseason's so, not done. 
They don't have any money. They're broke. They just said it. They lost $1.2 billion when they lost their TV deal. Unless they can fix this TV deal before everyone's gone, they are fucked. I, I still say you have to see what the roster looks like before opening day. Are they a much different team tonight without one? Yeah, they're, of course. They're, they're missing two outfielders. You have one outfielder right now. They're going to sign that KBO kid. Okay. I got it. Well, I'll see it when it happens. I'll believe it when I see it. It may happen because before we're done with the show. Chasing them. Well, if that happens, that would be then, amazing. Yeah. But I'll watch your car with them and buy, and buy oh, you will. in the fucking driveway. You'll lick it. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you another thing that bothers me about this trade. Go ahead. Okay. And they got the best deal, I guarantee you, for Soto. I'm not saying they didn't. Right. I'm just saying he's fucking gone. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's almost 25 years old. You got it. And it is one of those where you're going to regret it like you regretted Dave fucking Winfield when he left as a free Dave agent. Winfield, don't When please. Gary Sheffield fucking left and you Gary left Gary Sheffield in. became Trevor Hoffman. But you didn't know that at the time. We did know you, at the you time. You bull effing shit. You didn't know bull shit. Bullshit. You call Trevor right now. I'll wait. Let's get him on the horn. We Trevor knew. didn't fucking know it. Trevor knew. Trevor was. was Trevor's like, we fleeced Trevor's you. Trevor's ready to move to Buffalo. Yeah. He didn't know shit. He's going to work at WGR. <laughs> What's he He's going to be setting up tables for people to break before Bill's games. Who doing shit. Doing stats for Rick Jenneret. Go ahead. The age of these guys that he got back is concerning. That is weird. These guys are old fuckers. Yeah, it's weird. It, it, like when I'm sitting there going, okay, what's the big holdup? Well, we all knew the big holdup was Michael King. Yeah. They didn't want to leave Michael King out there. How old's Michael King? 28. 29 this season. He's turns 29 early. Do me a favor. Where is your remote? So right I, here. I asked you to pause this thing. All right. So here's the guys coming back. Bear with us because. I got it right here in front of my face unless you're going to give their stats. Yeah, it's got their stats. So Michael King, 2.75 ERA, 127 strikeouts in 104 innings during the 2023 season. Drew Thorpe, 14-2, and 2.52 ERA. Prospect. Prospect, I got it. Number 99 out of 100. For Major League Baseball, number, I think Thorpe was number five for the Yankees prospects. As John Connor pointed out, not the deepest farm system, but again, he's the top five guy. But as, as people point out all the time, these things are skewed by the organization all the time, too. 14 and 2, 2.52 ERA, 182 Ks, 0.98 whip in 23 minor league starts during the season. Okay. Again, it's minor league ball, but you get another guy. Hang on, Dave. They're going to show the next guy, too. And the third guy is Drew Thorpe. Same thing. Oh, same guy. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, minor league pitching prospect of the year. So again, I mean, your your back's kind of up against it. I don't know that Dave's guy, Jim Bowden, would have been able to get anything more. Why do they keep repeating the same thing? There you yeah, go. Randy, Randy Vasquez, Vasquez, number 13. Prospect. And then Johnny Brito was like 49. Can't Johnny. Yeah. Please. Can't afford the other age. <laughs> <laughs> or the other end and, and a catcher but you know what i'll tell you and i know you had a point to make i'm driving down here and i'm trying to figure it all out okay by the way kyle he could she go she how do you pronounce oh, yeah. him? is that 33 right? years old dog shit from southern california randy vasquez 25 is the youngest guy johnny brito's 26 michael king's 29 drew thorpe's Drew Thorpe can't be that old. How, uh, whatever. Drew Thorpe is, is, as Jeff just said, number nine prospect. Yeah. My, my point is this. I, AJ, I'm sure, did the best he could. Yeah. But at the same time, everyone knows he's only guaranteed to be there for one year. That's why you didn't get a better return. Just right. like you knew why you had to get rid of Soto for so many guys. Because at the time, you had three years of control. Yeah. This is where they're at. The way you feel right now tonight as a Padre fan compared to how you felt a year ago 
is extremely disappointing. And it's like saying we're going to the best party in the world, but someone told you at 930 well, it's over. Yeah, but I've said on this show for the last three months that, you are, the, win- that the window would close. Uh, so well, not only is it closed, guess what? Last year was the most disappointing season in the history of Major League Baseball. Yeah, nobody argues Two, that. This team right now is handcuffed for the yelling? next 10 fucking years. Because I told you a year ago, as this I told is exactly you, what's going to happen. As I told Sean Salisbury, being the loudest guy hey, in the room. Sean Salisbury's a dipshit. I don't want to talk about Sean. You I'm are. telling you right now. This Padre organization's a fucking joke. And right now, you got to admit it. They put your team in a horrible financial hold by standing Xander and Cronenworth and all this other bullshit. Okay, and, but and you're saying shit that we've said so, 10 no, different my, times. No, my point is there's no point in defending AJ or anybody else in this organization anymore. You should be furious as a Padre fan and saying, Dave, I've had my teeth kicked in before. I'm, I'm used to it. It's not acceptable. It's the only game in town. I, this is run terribly right now. Uh, why are you We're, acting like this is all breaking news? No, because the breaking you, news is that Soto got traded. No, why are you? No, why because are you, you're, you're, you start off by saying AJ. Yeah, and for, there's no defending AJ. There's the only AJ thing that you can well. say tonight for AJ is that at least, if nothing else, is what you got your two arms. Who? King and uh, Thorpe. Thorpe's yeah. not pitching for three more years. No, fuck. He'll be in this rotation next year, Dave. No, what, what, come on. You do you believe so? I do. You want to put some money on it? You want to go pinks? <laughs> yeah, I just. I mean, look, I, I like the other thing. I like the fact that uh, Grisham's gone. The, okay, Grisham's gone is a plus. But again, you signed him to that deal. No, I AJ. got it. And now if you get rid of Cronenworth and you kind of start to read, but I just don't know. We don't know. This fucking organization right now completely has let the city down is what I'm telling you. Yeah, but we've said this in the past on this very show and then different moves have been made to round out the roster. Let's just see what happens over the next couple of weeks. The difference is they're broke now. I don't know that I'd go so far to say they're broke, Dave. They were broke when Jeff Morad was here. That's a pretty strong it, it, comment it, it to make when you're still having time, a t- Pete's not here anymore. Sadly, Pete Sidler's not here. I got it. The fact they had to take out a loan, the fact that they lost their TV deal, every team that has had to take yeah. out a loan before, and t- trust me, my team went through it too. When the Dodgers had to take out a loan, they were also forced to sell down the line. It happened quicker than you think. And for the Padres to say... All the right things. The Sidlers want to keep Peter's legacy alive. It doesn't look like it's on pace to be that way. I have said for 18 months that streaming is coming. I've told you, anybody that would listen to me, that the streaming is coming. So once the streaming comes, but here's the thing. The other part. The other part of this is that the Padre fan base has to be ready. You have to be ready to be ready to change. Because I've seen people continue to write. Say, say that again. Say, say people change in to the what? Padre fan base. I will explain. The Padre fan base has to be ready to change, and the number one change that you have to be ready for, and you have to be willing to accept if you want any chance at anything, is the idea that streaming is coming. And I continue to see things written on social media that say the following. The Padres have to find a way to make these games for free. Bullshit. They don't owe you anything. No, you don't go to Vons and help yourself to a gallon of milk. You don't go to Vons and help yourself to margarita mix. You don't walk into Subway and get a sandwich. You go and you pay for what you get. And it's going to happen again. And this bullshit that you feel like you're owed anything because you're 70 or your 80-year-old mother... His watch games, guess what? Your fucking mom got a free ride. 
And if you want people like Dave yeah. to have their teeth kicked in, then you have to be ready to change. And the change is going to come when the Padres say, which they're going to tell you. Dave just mentioned it. Peter Seidler, unfortunately, is no longer here. And the cold reality that we are about to face is this is no longer going to be a love affair. This is going to be a business operation. And for this business operation to thrive, you're going to have to do your part. Or I think Dave is onto something that the $200 million payroll could quickly become 165 and who knows from there. Because if you are not making the steps and being supported by your fan base to try to recoup some of the money lost by Bally's and Diamond going bankrupt, that money isn't just going to appear. And I'll say it again. Nobody gives a fuck about anything given to you in the past, mainly the people in that front office. It started tonight. I get it. You had to take that money. But Dave, the one thing that has to just be said is they have shown that they will make moves after making moves. They're not done tonight. So what do they do to address left field? Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to put out seven guys in the field. That's not what I'm saying. No, I got it. But you're not going to be able to throw out jerks and profar. You've raised ticket prices. Yes. I'm glad you remember that. You've raised expectations. You have done those kind of things. I also think, though, if you're running it from a business standpoint, you have to understand that the way the market was going, there was no chance that you were going to be in play for Juan Soto. So no. the determination becomes, is the better play tonight or at the trade deadline? What we talked about two weeks ago. We absolutely cannot afford, if I'm the Padres, to take a chance that Juan Soto rolls an ankle and he is hurt at the deadline and you get what you got for fucking Hater and what you got for Blake Snell. I don't complain about that. They were still trying to make a move. But those two guys are walking, uh, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, and you got nothing for him. You could not take that chance with Juan Soto. But when you look now at what the market's going to be for Shohei Atani, when you look at what the market is for just random guys, yep. you knew that as it became a business and no longer a love affair, we're out. So now tonight you're looking, and Dave, it's a, the, the problem was like you said, you have one year left. And teams like the Giants and the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, they're like, hey, man, we're trying to make Phillies. a play for Otani. Mets. Right. Yep. The Mets. And right now you go, hey. Don't, uh, don't disagree. I think you're 100% right there. So for me, what I look at, it sucks. Yes. It sucks because it will never be the same. There will not be that excitement of going out there. There will not be in the near future another chance to have that Dodgers game, right? The yep. Cronenworth hit. But what I would like to see tonight, I want Cronenworth out. How? I, I don't know. See, yeah. that's the thing what I was saying. I and don't, and why, why are we worried about it? Because AJ gave him a bad contract. No, I got it. But I'm saying right now, it's going to be really interesting to see what you have money-wise, right, and how you use it. So, okay. here. here and you know what? I hope I lose the money to the, you. I hope the, Thorpe's not in that rotation. Yeah. I hope they go out and re-sign Michael Walker, and I hope they get 
look, I want every one of these. You don't believe it, but I want to see that this work. It just odds are it doesn't work. Here's my issue. Yeah. The Padres and then are Preller's telling out. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to get to. The Padres are telling us as fans, this is a business, and you have to do your part. Everything you said is 100% right. Streaming is the future mm-hmm. for, for everybody. Yeah, and stop. You do, you're not owed anything. Yeah, I got it. No, I'm not saying yeah. you, Dave. I'm saying the people that continue to write about, we need to find. No, you don't get it. You don't get HBO for free. You don't get jack shit for free. Yeah, that's you don't ridiculous. Get, that, you don't that's get Channel ridiculous. 8 for free unless you got a goddamn uh, antenna on your roof. Who is that? We pay for everything. Get ready. You're going to start paying for Padre baseball. Yeah. And the belief is that they will take the money gained. It's what we talked about. We have done this numerous times more than anybody in this market. I guarantee it. The number one conversation has to be in that building. Once Bally's and Diamond went bankrupt, once the $60 million came off the ledger, which is a huge part of why you got to take a $50 million loan. You just lost $60 million coming in. No matter the fact you draw 3.2. When that stopped, the equity people from Seidler, starting with, I'm sure, Peter and everybody else, starts to look at how many people in this community, how many of these people are genuine Padre fans, casual fans, non-fans. What can we ask them to pay per game, per month, per year in order to recoup lost wages? How can we get close? Because no matter what we take, Major League Baseball is going to take part of it. And... So if it's 150 a year, which I don't think is far off, I got to figure, I would think it probably comes in at $99. What do you think? No, I think it's 150. You think it's 150? Yeah. I think, I think you should be prepared. I would prepare as a fan that you're going to get a bill for $150. And what I would like to see them do, we've said this too. If you live in a spectrum area, and you have access to the Lakers channel and the Dodgers channel. What the old Cox Channel 4 did better than anybody, better than Fox Sports San Diego, better than anything Bally's did, was gave you bookend programming. Whether it was Jane Mitchell and and different fun things that you had that celebrated the team, whatever. You have to find a way to maybe you establish a network. I don't know if they feel like they have the ability to do that. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Yankees. But Comcast isn't coming in here, right? The Yes Network, Sports New York, those kind of things are not coming here. But you have to find a way. And where you know who's going to pay? We're going to pay. And if you don't want to pay because your mom's gotten the games for free, then get fucking ready for the payroll to go back to $111 million. Yep. Okay. So, I, and I agree with you. I, I went on their show, told you I would pay as much as a combined $1,000 a year I think to watch yeah. Padre baseball. Because I, I watch every game. Right. I mean, but that's me. That's not everybody. But I'm telling you, I, I'm in. I don't care what the streaming price is. It's never going to be too high for me. Because in my head, I'm going to do the math. Well, am I going to pay to go to one Padre game? Or am I going to pay to watch 81 home games? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's expensive as fuck to go to a game. It is. All right, so here's my complaint about the business thing. I'm all for the business, and everything Jeff says is 100% correct. This is a business. Whether you own the team and you don't care if you lose money, you're Steve Cohen, and it's just like owning a Ferrari. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't buy or a Peter Ferrari. Head. Or Peter. I don't, don't know, I don't buy a Ferrari because I'm concerned about gas mileage. I own a Ferrari because it's a fucking Ferrari. <laughs> right. And when you own a pro sports team, for these guys, they, a lot of times they show the wealth. Some guys are passionate about it. Peter was passionate about it. They're asking everybody, including the fans, to understand the business. That's why they raised ticket prices. They mm-hmm. knew Soto was going to be probably showing the door. Mm-hmm. They knew Blake Snell wasn't coming back or Hater or any of that stuff weren't coming back. They knew it was going to be a lesser roster going into 2024, but they hit you with the price raise. No big deal. It's yeah. a business, okay? Supply and demand. Guess what? 3.2 million people showed up last year. Right. Everything makes sense. The only thing the Padres don't do is they don't follow their own fucking word when it comes to the business, meaning... A.J. Preller is the guy that doesn't belong there. And everybody mm-hmm. knows it. Everybody. Yeah. Eric Rubner knows it. Everyone knows when you finish 236 games behind your rival over your nine-year span and you hardly ever have a winning record and you aren't going to the World Series, it's time to make a change. And that has to happen now. I mean, I'm not saying today. Yeah. Because you let him go in, in the winter, winter meetings. You let him pull off this trade for Soto. But he's the one unacceptable employee that we all know about. And there, so it's a business to everybody but them because they have an employee that is shitty at their job, business-wise. It's time to make a move. Well, I'll go back to what I said, both after Peter passed away, right then. When Peter passed away, the one thing I said was, I believe the only reason why Preller is still here was because Preller had the assignment of trading Soto. Because no matter who you brought in tonight... To, to replace Preller, yeah. Theo, anybody else, anybody else, you immediately would have been, the first thing you would have had, the well you would have had a dig out of, was you're, right. you're the guy who traded Soda. Yeah, you're the asshole. You're the asshole. And dude, who wants to come into that? Preller was the guy who got him in there. Now Preller moves him. To me, Dave, if I had a guess, I think within a year Preller is gone. Yes. I think this was, I think this is what Preller had to do tonight because now you've got some guys in your farm system, whether it's Salas, right, Merrill, a few other guys. You got a little bit of a foundation there. You've got a bit of a foundation with Manny and, and Tatis and Xander, I guess. Um, and now Soto has been moved. The Band-Aid has been pulled. Yep. The knife has been stuck in everybody's heart. <clears throat> and now I wholeheartedly agree. But I think I think you owed it to the next guy to not leave him with the burden. I also think that's why the Angels didn't make a change. I think they were like, Perry, you're going to take the heat of if we, if we leave lose Otani. Yeah. And now I think that because Soto is gone, um, then I think it makes it finally much easier to clear the path. Um, sadly. When you say within the year, when would you say, when would you make the move? Well, let's see. I mean. Would I, you do it before the amateur draft? Uh, yeah. To, yeah, I would too. Yeah. I think it's fair to the new GM to put his I, mark on it with the, he gets to do the amateur draft. Here's the one thing that they have to be looking at tonight. And, and this should be immediate priority. This should be the immediate priority. This town, you know what this town loves more than anything, Dave? Shiny objects. Yeah. And they just gave away probably the t- number two shiny object. I, I think he's ahead of Yamamoto. I think he's behind Otani. 
you better find something, whether it's Randy or Rosarena or somebody to come in and play left field. You better figure out something quickly to make people re-energize because this sucks. I get, you know, I looked at it today, I go, hey man, Randy Vasquez and Drew Thorpe, okay, Michael King. Dude, it had to feel the same way in Washington. Of course. When Mackenzie Gore, Hassel's kind of tapered off. Yeah. You, you, I, they're all hyped up about James Wood. C.J. Abrams played his ass off last year. Yeah. It still had to be weird for guys to go out and go, fuck, man, and I so does not here. more in Washington because he's homegrown. Well, and I think, too, but in Washington, the difference that you have in Washington is you can look at it and go, dude, he turned down $440 million from us. We didn't have a number in San Diego that he turned down. No, where, that where, we know of. Right, where the argument could be, hey, you know what, Dave? Dave, he turned down 10 years, $900 million. I mean, dude, come on. We'll take Thorpe, uh, right? We don't have that number because you weren't in that position. I, I said when the trade was made, yeah. we were here, that I appreciated them going for it. You're going to go all in. You're going to make your run. But now I think over the next couple of weeks, what's done to energize it? I don't know. You know, you, you talked about this. You talked about this a lot. I think it's a very valid point that you've brought up. Boy, this town loves ripping guys when they leave. Fuck yeah, they do. So I try to avoid that. I'm glad you did it. I was going to break it up. I'm, we're, I'm looking at the clock now. We're 34 minutes in, and you have not said the guy fucking sucked. And that's what no. I'm seeing on Twitter. Oh, he fucking sucked. He didn't fucking suck. No, he didn't at all. And he brought in energy and an excitement, the whole thing. I will share this. Go ahead. I will share this. I've known people in that organization for a long, long time. People, when guys are part of an organization, are pretty hard to talk about because they're afraid it's going to come back to them. Yep. When guys start to leave the organization, it's able. And, and the other thing, Dave, I think you would agree that when you talk to people, you trust the source, right? You trust the people that are not uh, not really hyperbole. They're, they're people that have no, been around. I know your sources. They're 100% accurate. What I'm a witness for what you're going to say. What they said to me today when I called and said, hey, man, what's the vibe, the whole thing? It sucks. It's an excitement to watch Juan Soto come up and play. We all saw it. They also told me today that Juan Soto wore out Bob Melvin. Yeah. Absolutely. And his teammates. And his teammates. Explain why. Every day it was something. But be, being late is something that no manager deals with. Just Bochy doesn't yeah. deal with it. Jim Leland didn't deal with it. Tony Larissa doesn't deal with it. Missing buses, waiting for your star to show up. Yeah. And, and, and it was consistent. And it was a grind. Yeah. It was a part of it. You go, dude, he's not even 25. He's been a World Series. Yeah. He's Soto. He's the whole thing. Right? Yeah. I'll tell it is. Because we all heard it about the team meetings, about guys right. not showing up. Yeah. Well, it's directed at him. Yeah. So, uh, again, so then I started going around. Well, it was Manny an issue. Dude, Manny's in the middle of the plane playing cards with every guy on the roster. Tatis the issue? Fuck no. It's not an issue. Yep. Xander, is he an issue? Dude, Xander could be fucking mayor. Yeah, everybody loves Xander. I go, Soto? Fuck, man. 
<laughs> Fuck. So much talent. A lot comes with it. Yep. Doesn't doesn't soften the blow. As good as he is, doesn't mean he's a mature adult. Right. Because as much as we look at, hopefully, Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito, dude, I don't know any of these guys. I, I Johnny Brito, right? I, I don't have any Johnny idea. Johnny Brito sounds like a bad porn name. Dude, and it had to be that same feeling, right? I, I, I'll say this. We look back. You brought up Sheffield. Yes, that one sucked. Yeah, I mean. he was on the verge of winning a triple crown. Yeah, but the one thing that Randy Smith did that AJ appears to maybe have done today is when everybody in baseball knows that you got to move guys, he at least got a few guys that have potential to help. Yeah, he fucked up the McGriff deal, but yeah. Uh, he didn't do the McGriff deal. Who did the McGriff deal? Oh, wait. Deal? No, I know what you're saying. Well, the, uh, I'll go through it real quickly. Yeah, because they had four big-time players. He didn't get any of them. He made a trade with the Colorado Rockies, and he traded Greg Harris and Bruce Hurst yeah. to Colorado. That hurt. Dude, yeah. Those were guys we loved in this. Especially how excited the city was when they got Bruce Hurst. Right. as In that trade coming back for old-time Padre fans, you got uh, Brad Osmus, you got... Andy Ashby, and you got Doug Bockler. Yeah. Three guys that were... That played. That played. Sheffield, you had a move. Sheffield went to the Marlins. You got Trevor Hoffman. At that point, Randy Myers was the closer. Dave, I'm telling you, you can go back and look. And the feeling was that Trevor Hoffman had the ability that after Randy Myers left the next year, that Randy that Trevor Hoffman could step into the closer role. Did anybody have any idea that Trevor would be who he was? no. But they were excited to get Trevor Hoffman from the Marlins. Not at the price of Gary Sheffield, but again, this is a guy that potentially could help us out. Well, it ended up being good. To Dave's point, when they traded Fred McGriff, the guys that they wanted were Javi Lopez. They wanted Ryan Klesko in that deal. That was I think that's for Chipper Jones. Yeah, Chipper Jones or Steve Avery. Yeah. John Sherholtz was like, I'm not giving you shit. I'm giving you Melvin Nieves and Donnie Elliott. Yep. Take it or fucking leave it. So I don't remember. There's a couple of others yeah. that were there. But for the most part, Randy Smith did okay in a tough situation. We don't know tonight. We don't know what Michael King's going to be. We don't know what Thorpe's going to be. But for a team that desperately needed affordable yeah. pitching, they got four guys tonight. But are those four guys? How many are going to help next year? Yeah, I mean, are they going to turn out to be what Waka well, and Seth Lugo were? Or are they going to be Carlton Lower? Are they going to be Casey funny. Kelly? Well, it's interesting. When you played the clip from the Yankees, when they said King right now goes in as a number three. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I yeah, still I, think I, they go out. Uh, I'll tell you this. Go ahead. Who do you think they go out and chase? I think they get Michael Waka back. Do you really? Yeah. I think they get Michael Waka back. And then all of a sudden, King goes to your four. And then you have an opportunity. And Thorpe and Vasquez and Brito these guys can kind of fill it out a little bit. It gets a little bit affordable. Um, I think if they do sign the center fielder from the KBO, which sounds like it is going to happen, that becomes interesting, but he's not a guy who's going to give you 33 home runs. And so then you go, I just... I like what you said about the Randy Rosarina because there's years of control. The right. weird thing is about this guy, and, and we all know him from his bat and how dynamic he is. And as you said, he's a charged here lineup. 
is, you know, when the Rays all of a sudden and he's out there, everyone's like, what the fuck? He's out there? Yeah. It's, I'm not a big war guy, but I guess his defense is so bad that it brings his war way down. He's, he's not supposed to be the, the player that we all think he is when you think of him as an all-star in Seattle sitting in the left field, that his, his defense, he's a horrible fielder, which, yeah. again, I don't see a lot of Rays games. I just always watch his bat and see how he plays. But I'm like, wait a second, there's talk that he's going to the, the Dodgers? I'm like, how the hell is that possible? And the Rays are even offering him. is kind of crazy because the Rays are a playoff team. So I'm just looking. Our friend Carlo Chiquetto. Did some math. It says it looks like the Padres subtracted about thirty-seven million tonight and took back about five million. So it gives you again a little bit of breathing room, some flexibility. The feeling is that the guy uh, from the KBO, yeah, you know, probably similar six, seven, eight million, similar to what the Hassan Kim deal is. Doesn't seem like it's going to be crazy money on that. I'm driving down here. I just, I can't, I can't figure out Padre fans. So I have. Go ahead. This is where I was going to. I have CBS radio on. Okay. Okay. They take three female callers in a row from San Diego. Really? Pretty exciting. The first one isn't talking anything about Juan Soto. It's all about Trent Grisham. For fucking sake. God damn it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Laura Erica. Which one? Oh, God. I, I Probably both. I have no idea. But the, they're not, like, they're not looking at it from a perspective that we just lost a 25-year-old Hall of Famer yeah. and the window still shut. We're talking about, man, I really feel bad for Trent Grisham. Give me a break. Who gives a fuck about Trent Grisham? The fucking guy couldn't hit 200 consistently. How many times did he look at called third strike? Don't tell me about gold gloves for Trent Grisham. Enough. He is not a $5 million player when this roster was 270. He's absolutely not a $5 million player when it's a $200 deal. And right now you're trying to find every opportunity in your budget to try to make something happen. The fact that fucking Trent Grisham is gone is about the only thing we can celebrate tonight. And for any of you moping around, just stop. And don't call it national show. <laughs> the next person calls. And again, now it's, well, maybe this opens it up to bring back Blake Snell and Gary Sanchez. The Sanchez is over. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. And I am telling you, Could be wrong. I don't think I am. Dave, I think this is why you haven't seen a huge rush to sign Blake Snell. If you pay attention to what everybody has said, whether you're watching MLB Network or MLB Radio as they've spent three days in Nashville, why isn't there a rush for Blake Snell? Because the walks scare people and the lack of consistency scare people. And the amount this is days... Dude, you don't have the ability to gamble on Blake Snell. You thank him for whatever he brought to you. And I cannot have any hesitation in saying goodbye to Blake Snell. He can go. I, I think Blake Snell's whole holdup has been where Yamamoto goes. Yeah, Snell's I think so. the next one in line. So tonight as we do the show, because we haven't spoken about it, but the Diamondbacks got Eduardo Rodriguez, from a free agent from the Tigers. 
Yeah, all four years, eighty million. That which seems, I'll be honest with you, seems kind of low. I agree. So if you're Snell you're, or Boris, you're like, fuck, that's number not to what we want. Oh, we I were think that's at a great point. $30 million a year, that probably drops our number down closer to $25, $26, 27000000 million a year. Yeah. Vesting option can make it to $99 million. Yeah. But but still, as of tonight, it's four years, $80 million for Eduardo Rodriguez to Detroit. One of the best lefties in baseball. Yeah. And again, I look at it for San Diego and you go, okay, dude, if I am the Giants right now, if I'm the Dodgers right now, that to me, I kind of, if I'm the Twins or Seattle, got to be a lot of teams around baseball. The Mets? Well, let's go to the two guys that the Padres had in uniform last year. Well, then I'll just say quickly the third one, the third female call in a row to wrap that up. You know, I got to say, I I agree with the first caller. I'm sorry to see, oh my God, I'm sorry to see Trent Grisham go. Trent Grisham was not a difference maker on this team. And you cleared $5 million, which pretty much covers, according to Carlo, probably has won a local Emmy. I don't know for sure. Grisham's salary covered everybody that's walking through the door tonight, which means you still have the 33 to go out. You now have your backup catcher. You now have a couple of arms that give you flexibility, and maybe you can still go out and get Walker or somebody else. Well, that brings down Watkins. Lugo's price is what I'm saying. They said Water I think Ro- so, too. Rodriguez signing, I think, hurt those guys, too. I Right. And now you can play it out a little bit and start to see. But do you take a guy like Cronenworth, Dave? This is why I can't stand my kids. Because <laughs> of Cronenworth? Yeah. Okay. Because I said, if you're continuing to restructure the team and trying to find chances for smart money, one thing you and I preach often on this show, the Cronenworth contract is not smart money. Not at all. But I said, if you're the Padres, can you be creative and take Cronenworth, right? Because people are kind of looking at Whit Merrifield's out there and, Saw a guy tonight, White Sox fan. Man, for the money being talked about for Whit Merrifield, I'd go jump on Jake Cronenworth. Fuck, dude, call. Yeah, please. We'll talk to you. I said to my son, would you consider putting a top 15 prospect in with Cronenworth to get something in exchange, right? What are you talking about? That's Ethan Salas. That's Jackson Merrill. You're going to put that? I said, did I say top two? Yeah, you did not. I said top 15. Would you look and try to get creative? Do they try to do that, Dave? Do they try to take one of their top That's 20? exactly. That's or, exactly where I was going. Because you signed them to a terrible deal. Right. Okay. It sucks that you're sitting there you know, less than a year later trying to get rid of contracts that you offered. Right. But yeah, if you did it right, Jeff, honestly, you could sit there and get rid of, by doing what you're saying, you're able to ship Cronenworth off, you get him off the books, Yeah, you get a little bit smarter, and all of a sudden, look, Soto's gone, you right. add these two guys to your everyday offense, Reese Hoskins and Randy Rosarina. I heard, where did, I heard Reese Hoskins. Now all of a sudden, that lineup's a little bit deeper than you just thought going into the season. The deal is, I don't yeah. think AJ's smart enough to get it done. I think the other thing. You've talked about it. Now you have a little bit of financial flexibility. If Cronenworth goes away, does that give you an opportunity now to plug in J.D. Martinez? As your DH. As your DH. And now you've got a big bat in the middle of the lineup. 
because the arms that you've brought in, does it give you the opportunity to go out and try to find another? So, yeah, it sucks tonight. But it's one of those things that that we all know, kind of when we talk about borrow smart, repay smart. When you have paid off the car loan and you no longer have that $500 a month, uh, you know, part of your monthly nut that you have to cover. You can start using that in different places, right? When the medical bill gets paid off or something else, you have just taken $33 million. Sucks. No matter what you hear about Soto day to day, it still sucks. But it gives you the opportunity to fill other holes that you had and at least try to be more competitive than you were in 23. All I'll say this about, for me, as that gets on my nerves with San Diego Padre fans, once they start wearing the uniform, man, you guys are so quick to fucking attack these guys. Yeah, whether that's it, why I was almost yeah. hesitant to bring that up. Tonight. Whether it's Adrian Gonzalez, whether it's James Shields, whether it's, I don't care who the fuck it is, every time one of those guys got here, you couldn't be happier enough to yeah. get them. But the second they take the uniform off, Fuck that guy. <laughs> you guys always with the fuck that guy. Now, look, we just told you Juan except Soto. Except Will Myers. What, except Will Myers and fucking Eric fucking Owens. Right. I don't know what your fucking problem is, but you guys are a bunch of weirdos. But it does. It drives me a little crazy. Instead of saying, you know what? While they were here, I rooted like a motherfucker for those guys. I even yeah. bought jerseys. Whatever you did. You cheered for them. But as soon as they're gone, man, you hated them. Now, look, we just told you the negative. Hosmer. Uh, uh, Hosmer, another one. How excited were Padre fans when they got them? Dude. Again, we see this over and over. It's crazy to me. But they leave and we do this thing. I don't know why, because I think the fan base is is when they're into it, they're into it. But man, as soon as you walk out of Petco Park, fuck that guy. He's always been dead to me. So passive aggressive. We told you all the negatives about Soto on the books during the show. I will say this. The guy played in 162. 100%. And you you know what? At the same time, the guy is going into his 25th season, 25th age season. He's supposed to only get better from here. And so when he goes on and does great things wherever he is, and these national guys go, national guys saying that he gets to wear the pinstripes. Just wearing fucking pinstripes. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) That drives me crazy too. I'm hesitant to say this too. Yeah. Because... I really, or the rare times I agree with what Dave's saying about, man, we are quick to try to kick a guy when he leaves. Everybody. Started with Ozzie Smith. No shit. Um, and you, you've seen it through the years on different guys. But I'm fascinated by Soto tonight because Soto didn't get traded to Toronto. Had he gone to Toronto... They would have treated him like they traded Kawhi. He would have been exactly right. And, o- and Otani will get that if he ends up going yeah, up there. Exactly right. But he's going to New York. Now they didn't give up Jones, right? They didn't give up anybody to do Volpe. They didn't yeah. come in that deal. But he's thirty three million, and he's in left field, and the whole deal comes back to Petco Park next year. Yeah, dude. If he gets out there. Does he have any chance at all? And I'm I'm just gonna bring it up. Yeah. Does he have any chance of all of running into what Joey Gallo ran into there? I get they're completely different yeah, players. I, or does I, I he hit so. that stage, Dave? And and see, I think if it had a guy like Tatis gone to the Yankees tonight, right? Yeah. To me, like Tatis is made for that. I think Manny's made for that. Where the the big stage, the big city, like they shine. Yeah. 
Soto, I think Soto's the same. You think thing. Soto's the same? Soto's going to hit over 40 home runs next year. I think he's going to be a favorite going into the season if, if Otani goes to a National League team of American League MVP. Then I'm going to tell you this, dude. I can't wait for a year from now. Because a year from now, if he does that, then it's Mets against the Yankees. Right? In, in the bid? Yeah. I still say it's the Phillies. Well, then they're in it too. Yeah. And it becomes back-to-back years. I mean, the Phillies are already talking about trading Castellanos, you know? Yeah. But then all of a sudden you've got, boy, Then and then we're here freaking out because did the Dodgers get in for Soto? I don't know that they would. I, I I don't know if they would either. But, man, oh, man. Yeah. Thing is, with the Dodgers, as of right now, Chris Taylor is supposed to be a left fielder, which I don't think he is. His contract expires after this year. Yeah, you know they have they have contracts coming off the books too. Who knows? Look, on, you, on just, that one. you just need King to come in here and be a solid starter. Be, he, honestly, be what, what Musgrove was when he first got here. Yeah, because Musgrove was was a reliever with Astros. Yeah, and if and if he can do that and just come in, I mean, I I think what Dave said is fair. 127 strikeouts in 104 innings is pretty strong. Under three ERA in the American League, pretty strong. But uh, but 28. Yeah, boy, I kind of like that well, to be a little bit more like 25. Well, and I believe it's the way that I wrote it up, I think his birthday is early enough in the season. He's basically pitching at age 29 next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, you wish he was. You get it. Younger. But, yeah. I mean, Snelling's coming and Lesko's coming and you got a few of the other arms coming. Um, and he's expected to another plug in reason there. why I want a new new person making decisions. I'd love to see them start building the team through free agency and through their farm yeah. system. Stop yeah. trading the farm system, right? But it uh, it stings, man. It does. It stings when a bus drives by. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> what the fuck? You nervous about uh, Otani? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not so. I'm not so sure. They did a thing at MLB Network tonight about yeah. uh, Otani. He, so you know the whole story, which I didn't realize. Otani, I know, said you know it's private person. We all talked about yeah, he it. Wouldn't name his dog. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't tell the, you the name the, of his dog the, the, because he said it would, give, it would give away what yeah. team he's going to. So whatever the dog's name is, so they tried. They Dude, did the guessing game. Did Scully, you see it? Yeah, yeah. If, if Artie. Yes, yeah, the guy talks for the name. Angels. Is the dog's name Scully? Is it Halo? Is it, is no. it Artie? No, they did two two angel ones. Wrigley. Wrigley. Ro- then, it was the Rogers. Wasn't it Roger or something for like Rogers Center? Yeah. Dude, it was pretty fucking funny the way they broke it down. And then they uh, they said it was hay for the, for the Giants. Yeah. So then Craig Amsinger is like, how do you call that dog? Say hey. <laughs> They're like, shut up, Greg. I'm sick of your shit. I've been standing out here for 14 hours. But no, man. Worst square inner meetings of all time. It wasn't for Dave Roberts, by far the worst square meetings. Uh, until tonight. Yeah, I mean, because everybody flew home Every, today. Yeah, everyone was gone when all this shit went down. Because, uh, unfortunately, because of Otani. Yeah. And they said, but yeah, one quick thing, because I know we're running late. Did you see the column Ken Rosenthal wrote today? I saw the one Buster wrote. Was it similar? Well, I, I disagree with all that shit of telling Otani how to live his life. No, no, no. It wasn't that. What Ken Rosenthal said was to spice up the winter meetings. Put a trade deadline. You and I said it last year. Yeah, put a trade deadline for the last day and also make it the day for qualifying offers yeah. and just include a bunch of different shit. To make things happen. You and I said it last year. It, yeah, I don't know where they go. Have you heard yet where they are next year? 
No, I don't. I, I'm not sure where it's at. I'm sure you, you could look it up on your phone. San if, Diego's, I, I know in the mix, Peter Seidler is one of the things that San Diego's now in the regular rotation. Yeah. But you got to assume Vegas is going to be in there somewhere. But, man, wherever it is next year, Dave, we uh, it's going to be wild. But no, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I thought it was cool. Jake Peavy. You see how I thought he was great. Mic? Jake Peavy going down to Broadway with his guitar and jumping in and playing on stage. Dude, I look, man. First show to interview Jake Peavy was the Gutty Little Dave and Jeff yeah. show way back when. Love him, man. Love him. And I thought he was so good tonight. Yeah, I, I just, it's three of my favorite days. I wish it went all week. Yeah. But, um, again, right, Thorpe, prospect number five, Michael King. Dude, the guy I didn't want Dave was Clark Schmidt. You yeah. just looked at Clark Schmidt. You go, Clark Schmidt just seems to be a guy. And you weren't going to get Spencer Jones. He wasn't coming in the deal. So to get four arms, the the veteran catcher that you needed. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see. But, yeah, Soto might have been a dick every day. But, dude, it, it's, it's the way I started. It's like the last day of your senior year when you realize, man, a lot of fun people aren't coming back. So does Grisham go to the bench? Yeah. Well, I don't know. According to these calls tonight, his feelings are going to be hurt. And it's going to be cold there. So yeah, really, he, really strange because you have... You have Verdugo, who you got yesterday, if you're yeah. the Yankees. Did you think he was coming in that deal? I thought he was coming back to San Diego. That's what I wondered. Which but I that, would have been fine with, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, they were pretty quick to shoot that down. And then, yeah, so Verdugo doesn't come back here. And uh, at the same time... Judge the, is center. It, which they were saying they don't want Judge in center, but they might be forced to play Judge in yeah, center Yeah, that's now. where he's going. And then you have Verdugo, it looks like, in right. You have um, Soto in left. Yep. And as you mentioned, Spencer Jones is a, is a local kid, went to Vanderbilt. Yeah. Would have been cool to have him come back LCC, here. LCC, right? Yep. Would have been cool if he was able to come back, but he wasn't part of the deal. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the Yankees obviously aren't done. They're chasing Yamamoto like crazy right now. Well, and the one thing tonight, just listening to a lot of them, is they're not necessarily thrilled that they gave up King. I don't think they're too worried about Johnny Brito, but Vasquez and Thorpe were guys that they said were desperately thin and pitching. Yeah. And they gave up a couple of guys in the Verdugo trade, and then they traded four more tonight. Yep. So they they have the money to go out and get Yamamoto, and they can plug in Lugo or, or different guys like that. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, Before, man. The last thing I want to say, because you brought up Otani. Uh, Otani, let's say, signs with the Blue Jays. Not, not, incredible. not the Angels. It goes to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Dave Roberts, fireball offense. I don't, it's funny. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, you saw what Bill Shaken wrote. Like, dude, enough of this. Guys are allowed to talk about what's going well, not on. Not exactly. It was a directive from your boss to tell you no. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was funny. A buddy of ours, a mutual friend of ours, was, yeah. was here today. And he says, I have no problem with it. And I said, okay, let me ask you a question. His son just started a job at Qualcomm. Yeah. I said, imagine your son all of a sudden goes on Bloomberg TV. Yeah. And says, hey, we're about to acquire Nokia. Yeah. And his boss goes, what the fuck? Yeah. And he gets fired and he tells you, dad, I got fired because I went on Bloomberg and talked about Nokia. And I said, what would you say? I'd say, you dumb shit. What are you doing? Well, Dave Roberts had a directive not to say what he said. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Is that a fireable offense? Well, I'll say this. His ass chewed yesterday. Four. Yeah. They didn't look too thrilled. Four times a year, my company, like probably a lot of companies, and it happens tomorrow. We have an all-staff meeting. And a lot of things are talked about, what's going on in the industry, what's going on within the company. 
different things, a lot of which over seven years would have been really interesting here. I've never said yeah, one of them. Never. Never said one of them. Because as we're often reminded within those four walls, social media isn't your friend. Now, the nice thing is they're aware of this and they are nice enough to let me do it and have fun, but they know how much I love those guys and I love it and I protect yeah. those guys, but I protect this show too. I'm very loyal to them for a lot of stuff that they've done to me. So yeah, I would never do that. So yeah, when Dave did it and then your meltdown where you're like, God damn, Dave, get it together. Yeah. I, I don't know, Dave. I mean, look, I still think Dodgers have to be considered the favorite to get them. The idea that Otani traveled to Florida to Look tour spring training facility. is huge. And I just... I love how they people track the plane. You and I yes. track planes all the time. Um, I just said it. You know, we, we mentioned it the other night. Watching, watching uh, Kawhi and the Raptors go through there. Leafs probably would be a little different. But I think Otani... They would respect him, and they and he would just blend right in and and enjoy it a lot. It's a man. It's a, I I encourage any of you that haven't gone to get a chance to get up there. It is really a special place, and the people up there are great. And and I I just say because I I get to a couple of games a year. I think it would be awesome, man. I think it'd be great for baseball if he got up there, and I think he'd have an absolute blast, and I, I just think he'd... If I was him, there'd have to be a guarantee that if I sign, you're going to do everything you can to re-sign Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bichette. Yeah, because I mean, the rumor was that they were trying to trade both of those guys. They're owned by Rogers. Yeah. Rogers is like the largest cable, internet, right? I mean... I don't know anybody. Do we have anybody that's is Spectrum nationwide, right? Like no. uh, Comcast, Cox. There's nobody quite like Rogers no. that that is across the entire country. I mean, there's yeah. Rogers centers in Western Canada and Eastern Canada. So when you did the $300 million renovation of the old Sky Dome, they realized, man, people are... they. They're they're ready. I mean, they they've waited a long time yeah. and and they they want some things to happen. So I thought it was interesting about Toronto, and I kind of threw it to the side, thinking it didn't make sense because he made it clear he want he, he's always into a controlled environment, meaning mm -hmm. that he wants to know when the game's going to start, when the game's going to end, what kind of weather he's going to be playing in, and it was saying there's a reason why he chose the Angels. Yeah, and remember he was looking at the pods. The mm -hmm. pods were down at the end. At the time, there was no DH. Yeah. And then, um, like Atlanta, supposedly out, that kind of deal, because of the humidity, rain, all that shit. But they were saying that because of the Rogers Center and mm -hmm. the roof, that it's a controlled environment. Mm -hmm. And also, at the same time, that the stadium with the Rogers Center is so similar to the one he played in in Japan. Oh, wow. That it was almost like a match. Dimensions, everything. Oh, they talked about comfort zone that it fits him almost perfectly. Well, and there's so much living downtown. It's it's not much different than Petco Park where, okay, depending so on let what me ask he... Let this question on that yeah. one. With, with the Angels, they say he walks from the stadium to where he stays during the season. Oh, yeah, he could do so that. He, okay, because at Dodger Stadium, you aren't living no, over there. No, you aren't no. living by Echo. Oh, yeah. Super 8 Motel yeah. at the end of the hill. Yeah. He's not, he's not living there. No. He, so he, he's not walking into Dodger Stadium, though he was with the Angels. But in Toronto, he could walk in. Oh, yeah. Like, and they got the hotels in there. He's right next door to CN Tower. Yep. Which is great. He could go to the Ripley's Aquarium. 
doesn't sound like he's interested in anything. They said going out. It's all about just baseball and taking care of his oh, body. Oh, man. The, the places that are down there are insane. They're gorgeous. And so, yeah. And, and they're high end, man. So, yeah, for the money he's getting, uh, he, could, he could live right there and he could walk. The, yeah. Do this. One other quick thing on this. Uh, we've gone longer than I planned. A lot of you got excited last night by a report that Jed Hoyer had stern words with Bob Nightingale because Bob reported that the Cubs were out of it. I like Jed Hoyer. Jed Hoyer runs about 5'8", probably about 165. Looks like he could probably be a defensive back on the LCC JV football team. Not, not out of shape. He's not a big guy. Bob Nightingale runs about 6'3", 240. Right, Dave? Yeah, don't get him confused with the high-pitched voice. Don't. And Bob looks like he's consistently in the gym. Yeah. Jed Hoyer used to walk around this town in white jeans. Like he was fucking Will Ferrell. Yeah. Okay. You respect a guy in white jeans? I'll reserve my answer. It's simple. It's no. We've known Bob a long time. Yeah. If I was Jed Hoyer and I didn't want to end up upside down in the fucking nearest fountain in the hotel, I'd maybe just walk by and say, hey, Bob, we're still in it. All right. Okay, Jed. So I kept, I kept. Can you imagine Bob with a high-pitched voice start stretching yeah. Jed? I fucking took that meme of John Wayne throwing yeah, that kid in the water. And I tagged Bob. I tagged Scott Miller. Because they're always running around together. Those two guys are always running around. And here's Bob Nightingale when he sees that little twerp Scott Miller. Or uh, sees that little Jed twerp Hoyer. Jed Hoyer. Yeah, enough. Out of that. Enough, okay? That's like saying, hey, who's that guy? That, uh, hey, I went up and I told Takeo Spikes. He shut your mouth. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, sure you did. Sure you did. That's what you did, right? I told Sean Merriman. I told Junior Seau. I told Rodney Harrison, hey, you're in my parking spot. You didn't do any such thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jed may have gone and told Scott Miller, but you don't have any stern words for my man battling Bob. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, my God. I love how only one that anyone buys nationwide is passing. Yeah. He's the only one. He did great. He yeah. stayed out tonight until everything was completed. Yeah. That's, I do give him credit for that. That is funny. Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Look, man, it is crazy. We're in December and it's been warm the last couple of days. You could have jumped in that pool this week. It's yeah. been absolutely incredible. We tell you all the time, you know it. The weather's fantastic. Nothing better than have a pool in your backyard. Christmas time, nothing be better for the family than getting a brand new pool. Ask about available financing. Again, Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. You know the one thing we never mentioned, Dave, and, and we really should, when you're having that pool built in the backyard, is having the slide put in. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and her family had a pool forever, and I, I just said, what was the favorite aspect for you of your pool? Was it the hot tub? Was it they had uh, stones in the back? She said none of it. She said it was the slide. Because she said we would have family come over and she said whether it was kids or the adults or the grandparents, she goes, it just was consistent across the board. Everybody got a laugh out of watching everybody come down the slide because they were saying like, 
the kids would come down super fast and they said, I don't know what grandpa's problem was, but halfway through, he just spun out of control. <laughs> he had no you idea. You up on a slide where the water wasn't running out of it? Oh, it, it hurts. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, so, yeah, talk to Al Taylor. Yep. Maybe you can get that loop-de-loop, like the old Hot Wheels. That'd be a sweet slide. Nana, come here. We're going to push you down. She's got that old rubber swim cap on. Where, where are we going? Shut up. Hey, go. Whoa, goddamn. Uh, yeah. Put that in. If anybody could build it, it'd be Al Taylor. Uh, DaveAndJeffShow.com shows you the pools that he's built for your neighbors. He can build it for you as well. Absolutely. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to, of course, when it comes to websites, how's your website looking right now? About a ton of stuff already online, getting ready for Christmas. I'm sure you have too. Look, Mithril Media is his business name, MithrilMedia.io. Remember, the 10% discount if you mention Dave and Jeff. Also, here's the number to just call them directly. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Had a great time yesterday for my mom's birthday. I was Fantastic. Out. My sister and I took her out to lunch. We went to Fashion Valley. Had not walked around Fashion Valley in so long. And uh, She Dave, wanted to go to sales again, huh? Uh, no, that's Mission Valley. Oh. Fashion Valley. Um, just walk it through there and you go, man. Something about being at the mall is pretty fun. What restaurant did you pick now? I want to know. We went to the cafe at Nordstrom's and had lunch. Nice. Great. But trying to get there, because Friars Road, westbound Friars Road, out by there, is dug up like crazy for construction. and Christmas time. Because the old uh, golf course is coming out. Okay. And they're building a brand new uh, headquarters for Mad Friars there. Oh, nice. $44 million. They paid cash for the land good for them and uh so you're driving in and all of a sudden you're kind of walking around you go shit anything i want to buy i just i'm going to buy it today because it's fun to be here but it's impossible to get here and i think a lot of people feel that right do you really want to go to parkway plaza do you want to go to plaza bonita i don't know so your website if you're in e-commerce man people are used to it now they're used to it and they love it that's the biggest thing so to match your numbers, make sure you give Flugs a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. All right. Don't forget about Fabian and Miguel. You're going to want this number. We tell you all the time. It's a holiday season. People get a little bit crazy at some of these Christmas parties. Someone starts mouthing off. All of a sudden, hey, Juan Soto sucks. No, Whammy. he didn't. And next thing you know, you go a little bit too far and you end up in one of those fight heaven videos. And oh, not yeah. too good. Did Guess you see what? the ladies all fighting at the Minnesota airport the other night? God damn. All of them. A lot of fighting in this country. I know. They all look like uh, left eye. Look like TLC <laughs> was fighting. And I was like, God, weaves flying all over. That's a shame. I was. You I don't want to see that. I was just like, I love her. No, I love her. God, so many great girls. But they were going to jail, so they need this number. Exactly right. Bright Bail Bond standing by 888-669-0295. That number again, 888-669-0295. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse than spending a night in jail. And the one thing that, that Fabian and Miguel want to remind you, and we especially say this for anybody out there who may be an attorney, it's the ability to do the online bonding. And what that's going to do is give you the opportunity um to get you out even quicker all you need smartphone tablet computer regardless of time or location it's a great feature and especially like i said for the attorneys in the audience you can make sure the clients get the same level of service 
And of course, they offer special attorney rates that are legally filed within the state of California. All of it from our friends at Bright Bail Bonds, helping you 24-7, never take a day off. Love these guys. We're so proud that they're part of this show. 888-669-0295. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going December 8th. Okay. Okay. First one on here, Sammy Davis Jr. Dude, I loved him. I love Sammy Davis Jr. Did you like him, Dave? I did, of course. Dude, he would have been one of those guys. I'm pretty sure I could drive to Vegas with Sammy Jr. Dude, of course you could. Dude, right? Are you kidding me? You'd say we're here already? That's I have exactly more stories. it. And more questions to hear your stories. Dude, he just seemed like as cool as it got. I'm going to say he would have been 97. 98. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a tough one right here. It's going to hurt? going to hurt does, my feelings? It's going to hurt really bad. $3 million? All right. It's worse than that. He actually owes money. So he was, four, he was he had four million at the time of his death. Okay. Want to guess how much he owed to the IRS? Two point five. Seven million. Fuck, Sammy. <laughs> Fuck. Can't Still love him. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Nobody here gets out alive. One of my all-time favorite books. Boy, if you're a rock fan and a Doors fan, holy fuck, what a book, dude! This is gonna be funny because you think of these guys as you see all the pictures, They're right? Young forever. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, dude, I'm gonna say he's 81. 80 years old. Pretty good. Okay, I thought for sure he'd go way under. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 40 million. 2.5. It says. I don't know how that worked. But yeah. 2.5 million. Wait, is what it has. no chance. Here we go. Friend of yours, friend of the show, Philip Rivers. Dude, this one's gonna be funny to think about too, right? Yep. I'm going to say he's 42. Exactly right. Okay. And I'm going to say 180 million. Now, that's a good one right there. So he made $200 million in contracts. Okay. Okay. But it says $100 million worth. But I don't know if that's California taxes or what the fuck that is, but it says $100 million. It means each one of his kids is going to get about $250,000. Right? (laughs) That's, That's it. But. Yeah, $100 million, it says, for Rivers at age 42. I was a Raider fan. I've been a Raider fan since I was 13 years old. I will say one of the ways that we were able to do pre- and post-game shows. Exactly man, right. I love 17. I'm with you. Loved with him. You. Loved that guy. Just the fucking best. Here we go. When she was younger, one of the hottest girls on the planet. Didn't age very well. Kim Basinger. Oh, shit. 64. 70. Whoa, really? Seven years old. Damn, $30 million. $20 million. Okay. Okay, last one, Terry Hatcher. I love Terry Hatcher. The real? Yeah. Right? Remember that in yeah. uh, Seinfeld? 61. The real ones, they're spectacular. That's what she yeah. says. 59. Fuck. Uh, $35 million. $50 million. Nice. All right, here we go. Five random questions written by Josh. Okay. Have you ever given a fake number at a bar? Have you ever met a girl giving a fake number? Um, yeah, (laughs) well, no, what I did, I've given a fake name to a girl, not at a bar, but not a fake number. So, okay. Quick story. Okay. I used to ride a motorcycle and in Cardiff, man, that thing, that was the golden ticket. So. Um, at the 7-Eleven on Birmingham one night, which is now the New Balance store, and a girl's coming out. 
She says, she had a couple of cocktails, okay. a couple of Mike's Hard Lemonades. She said, hey, where's your girlfriend? I said, I don't have one. Where's your boyfriend? She said, I don't have one. I go, well, what are you doing? She goes, nothing. I go, let's go riding. She goes, okay. She doesn't know me at all. Next thing you know, she's on the back of the bike. So we're driving the whole thing, and we end up spending an extended period of time on the Cardiff Beach. Oh, I thought you were going to say motel. Ah, I didn't have money for that. We just beach it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. So now... About two weeks go by. Yeah. And I'm at Yogi's with a couple of friends. We're at a long table. And I've shared this story. Like, yeah, it was a pretty wild night. Yeah. And she walks in. She's had a couple of cocktails again. So my friends try to trap me and call her over. But what I did, Dave, was reverse the game because this show was already in effect. Okay. Kid was pretty good on his feet. And I said, hey, have you met my friend Kyle? Because he had some questions. And the next thing you know, she's talking to Kyle and I'm out. Gone. Okay. So number was given that person. But even on top of that, when I tried, when they tried to trap me. Yeah. I reversed it. The figure four old school Ric Flair style. (laughs) And threw her off to Kyle, and then I got the hell out. Did it work out for Kyle? No. Just a long night. I think he got stuck with the tab. Good. Good is right. Got to take off. No game. (laughs) No game. Jesus. Have you ever given a wrong number? No, i just given a wrong name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably good, too. All right, here we go. Have we ever uh, had a go-to pickup line? I did not. Although there's, I just heard some funny ones last week. They were so great. Just so great. I know. Not not any. There were so. No. Nothing. Yeah, I didn't either. I was never a pickup line person. No. Do you have. (laughs) You and I are going to have the same answer to this question. Okay. Do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? Uh, Yeah. Uh, We talked about it. Man, I'm I'm all in on JFK. Me too. I know it. I just. uh, I just. Can't get enough of JFK. Right. I watched all the shows that were on. Haven't been out to the grassy knoll. I, I just find it fascinating. Yeah. If you ever get the opportunity to go to Dallas, I mean, to stand there, it's 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 pretty moving, man. I'll yep. tell you, it's pretty moving. And yesterday at lunch, my, my mom said she was watching TV when Lee Harvey Oswald was killed. My, my wow. brother, my sister would have been at that time about 18 months. My brother would have been about three months old. So my mom, incredibly young mother of two yeah, and watching all that. But my sister's fascinated by it. She's been there. My mom's never actually oh, been wow. to Dallas, but I, I've been there a couple of times and just, uh, you know, what I was saying to my sister, Dave, and I wonder your thoughts on this too. My only problem with the whole Kennedy and everything else is when they start Stretching the story out, the J.D. Tippett thing and the guys in New Orleans and yeah. all the different, like, it just feels like they're, they're, they're providing too much. Too much. When they're giving you too many options of who could have killed them, you mean? Like, it could have yeah, been the mafia. Like, it could have been the right. Russians. And they're, could have been the Republican Party. Right. And they're, they're bringing it all in. I want to know, like, where are the guys that actually talk about it being a dude from the Knoll? Now, the one guy that I love is Clint Hill. 
Clint Hill was the Secret Service agent, still alive, 91 years old. He was assigned to protect Jacqueline Kennedy that day. He's written a great book called Five Days in November. He was just part of the documentary, One Day in Dallas, still emotional about it. But I said to my sister, the one thing that, that shocks me is Clint Hill still says one shooter. Yeah. And I said to her, do you think that's because as a lifetime Secret Service, he's loyal to the government? My sister said 100%. Yeah. But there were books that showed autopsy photos, and it was a shot down looking at Kennedy's head, and everything's completely intact. Yeah. Which makes no sense when you see the Zabruder film. Exactly. My sister said there's a theory that the first shot comes in, a Secret Service agent behind Kennedy gets rattled and his gun goes off. And could a Secret Service agent inadvertently, because he got scared in the moment, and his gun went off and played a part in it? But I, I don't know. Man, I, that'd be crazy. I never thought of that one. Um, but having stood on the knoll, having yeah. stood behind the fence, looking down at the X, man, ah, I can yeah. feel it right now. What's Jeff is saying? There's an X still in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah. exactly where you're shot. And when you stand there and you see everything, everything is still the same as it is when you've seen the footage from uh, the Zapruder. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite TV shows when I was younger was Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, I love okay. that show. Do you remember the one where he jumps into Lee Harvey's body and then he jumps into the Secret Service guy that's there to protect um, protect Jacqueline Clint Hill? Yeah. And that's and that's the way it, that's that's the whole show. It's a two it's a two hour show, dude. I want to go watch it. That one that you can find on YouTube. It's fucking great. It, it but it's oh. wild, and, it, and he's freaking out that he's in Lee Harvey's body. He can't control it. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, so it goes through the whole thing. It's right up your alley, dude. Yeah, you, YouTube that shit if you have nothing to do. You'll, you'll appreciate yeah, it. But I'll I knew you'd say JFK. Who's the who's the most dominant professional sports team of your lifetime? Oh, ooh. Um, I'm going to tell you, man, I mean, from a hockey perspective, I saw the Islanders and Oilers. Yeah. They were great, right? But people would talk about the Bruins and Canadian teams. NBA, I mean, you and I were pretty lucky to live in a time when the Lakers and Celtics were really, really good. Occasionally, the Sixers would be in there. So the Patriots. NFL, I was just going to say the same thing. The Patriots, I don't think they would have been within 25 points of the 83 Raiders. But I will say this. I don't know when I've ever seen anything, anything, day in and day out, like we saw that 98 Yankees team. That was a pretty damn good team. When they came in, the pods were loose. Yeah. Man, they came in, and every guy was in a custom suit, and they were there to do business with a briefcase, and it was Tino Martinez and Jeter and Bernie Williams. And I just remember you and I being deep down in the tunnels of Qualcomm Stadium. Oh, boy. <laughs> right? I just, for me, Dave, um, I mean, that, that, 98, that 98 Yankees team. And speaking of Jack Curry, he just wrote a book about that team. Yeah. Which would probably be a little painful to read. Um. That to me is the most crazy team I've ever seen. Yeah, I tell you, I wasn't I wasn't really alive when John Wooden did his stretch, oh, sh- but right. that, that would have been it if I was alive back then. But 
the the Saban run is probably for me the most dominant like stretch that I've seen. The best yeah. the best team that you said probably that ninety eight Yankee team was pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, that was it was different, man. I remember Game Three walking in the Dude. Yankees locker room. It was different than anything I've ever seen. It was a complete business trip. It felt like the Russian Red Army. Yeah, that's right. They were un- incredibly impressive. Yes, extremely focused. Uh, reminder, so are we done? No, one more. Oh, okay. What's the dumbest purchase that you ever made? Oh, uh, the game-worn Scott Daniels New Jersey Devils jersey. <laughs> I remember when you got it. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. And then I was like, all right, now what? But I bought it for 300 and yeah. sold it for 300 What about for you? I can't remember one. To be honest with you, that, I just what the fuck was I thinking? Um, no, nothing stands out. I think I buy something on Amazon all the time where yeah. I'm not a return guy. So I'll just buy it and eat, eat it. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck, what the hell? I don't need that. But it's always like 20 something dollars. It's nothing crazy. Do you hear Stern today? Ralph passed away yeah. from the Stern show. I can't believe it. Did you hear they were telling stories about what he did? They told this fucking story, Dave, and you will love this. They said that he and uh, the guy with first name with an M, uh, dude, a mind blanket, the guy who's on the show all the time, the not Marshawn. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Finish with your story. Okay. So they're at Jason Kaplan's house. Yeah. And Jason Kaplan had just got Amazon. Uh, not Siri. What is it? It's just your Amazon thing. Hey. Oh, uh, uh, Alexis. Alexis. Alexa. 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 Sorry. It lit up. Well, I'm not going to do it. But they started telling that Ralph and uh, Mamet. Yeah, Mamet. Weird name. Ralph and Mamet started ordering all these different things on Amazon on Jason's account. So they ordered shovels, dirt, <laughs> books on how to take out your wife uh handcuffs they just and and it was so goddamn funny but it was like yeah they just kept ordering these things to entrap him and all of a sudden he's like yeah i'm getting all these things showing up to my house i'm like oh my god cops are gonna be here any moment no no luckily i haven't ordered anything like that that is funny uh a reminder sunday night matt Coyle here we will talk about his brand new book odysseys and it is so much fun Talk about a guy who really lived his dream and has now written 10 books in the Rick Cahill series. They all take place in San Diego. Plus, he's going to have opinions on the Juan Soto trade as a lifelong Padre fan. He's devastated tonight. Uh, Matt and I, Tuesday night, December the 12th, we will be at Mysterious Galaxy down by the sports arena. Uh, 7 o'clock appearance. We hope all of you will come down and be a part of it. There's a raffle going on that night. We're going to give away some stuff. Maybe some Dave and Jeff stuff we'll give away, too, which would be kind of fun. So we'll do a quick show with Matt. Then we're going to do our next show, which will be, will the Padres have made any additional moves? Will Cronenworth be here? Will we have a new center fielder? So a 2-4 coming to you on Sunday night. But uh, our thanks to Matt Coyle, who was supposed to be here last Sunday, ended up in the hospital, but he will be here this Sunday. And then mark your calendars. We hope to see you on the 12th. Uh, unless you are a uh, Trent Grisham fan, we don't we don't need to see you. But anybody else, we look forward to seeing you. But Dave, uh, good night. It stings, man. For San Diego, we get it. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's a it's a different time. We'll see what happens next. But uh, it's a drag. No matter what they say about him, Dave. Tough day tonight for this town because we had a feeling it was coming, but when it actually happens, it sucks.
Backstreet door, I laugh so hard I hardly live for 